Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special Prog Report podcast. Uh, we're back to doing a top five. We realized we hadn't done one of these in a while. <laughs> Busy with a lot of interviews and different things, and everybody's been on vacation this summer. And uh, hopefully everybody's watching uh, has had a good uh, summer, some time off and, and all that. But we're back at it. Uh, got a few of the gang here together. We got Prog Nick. Hi, everybody. We got Victor. Nice to be back. Hey, everybody. And Jeff, how you doing, man? Hey, nice to be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are uh, going to tackle Prague live albums, which amazingly enough, we have never done. I think we've avoided it because it's uh, entirely too difficult uh, of, a, of a challenge. But we're going we're gonna to try and pick our uh, five favorites. And um, we'd love to hear your guys' comments. Um, not to uh, date this or anything, but if you are watching this, we are filming it in uh, August of uh, 2022, and we're running our Progest uh, challenge on all our socials, which is where we present an album each day and ask you to follow along and uh, sort of refresh on some classics maybe we forgot or some unknown albums, and uh, it's very cool. We love to get your comments on it. So it's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find the album of the day and, uh, and uh, check out the comments and, and follow along. Um, a lot of fun with that. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, and get started. Um, Vic, you want to go first with your uh, number five, and then Jeff, then Nick, and then myself. How does that work? That sounds great. All right, all right. We we'll just uh, cut to the chase, and this is a band that when I heard this album at the time that they had come out with uh, this song, I was really paying attention to their drummer. That would be a Neil Peart. The band is Rush. Exit stage left. Hey, right off the bat with a, a major one. <laughs> there you go. But for many, that would be, that for many that would have been easily number number one. So very cool uh, to get that out of the way. So that's you know one of the things that I tried to sort of value a little bit. I can't put this thing not in the top five but it was recorded in two different places. So it's not like it's one concert where everything came out of that one concert. Uh, but, you know, it's a classic album. Um, I can't imagine not having this in the top five. So. Cool. I'm glad you covered it. That's great. I'm glad we have it on here. Um, all right. So uh, Jeff, you want to go with your five? Yeah. Okay. I haven't, I haven't really done mine in order of preference, if you like. I've kind of, I, 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 and I think live albums, they fall into a number of categories. Um, so the one I'm starting with for me is a show that I was at. And it's really, really good to get a live album of a gig that you were at, I think. At least I enjoy that. Um, so this is this album here, which is Transatlantic, More Never Is Enough. And the audio part of that, so the CD part of that captures the final night of the Transatlantic World Tour in Manchester um, that I was there. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people love, and indeed some people may even have picked the, uh, what was the night before, which was the London show. Um, but I think the big thing about this when you listen to it is it's the final night of the tour. The band are having a lot of fun, I guess. They don't have the pressure of having a, a DVD being recorded. Um, a very, very straightforward track list, The Whirlwind, All of the Above, We All Need Some Light, Jewel with the Devil, Bridge Across Forever, Stranger in Your Soul. 
and you've got it you know what can be said about any of those songs um performed brilliantly with daniel gildenlow in the band um lots of improvisation and little kind of extra bits and pieces added into it um a fantastic performance of the whirlwind um for me it's certainly one of the peaks of uh transatlantic's catalog and uh yeah what what more can be said i've got the t-shirt on i saw them last week so i was almost gonna go with world tour right the the other one but not to i i had to find a reason to not pick things versus certain things right <laughs> and to me as awesome as that is and if you're there live watching it that it's amazing because the amount of music that is that they played on that tour is insane but basically it's just three albums <laughs> like it's a it's a collection of their first three albums like played straight so i almost felt like that's it's not like what? picking different songs and making a set list of you know what i'm talking about it's not but, the same thing so but your honor but your honor it does have a lot of little be bits and pieces of difference for example we all need some light on this tour is Sung by Royne. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they do a lot of little things. Yeah. So if you've got the Boba Fett bit in Whirlwind, you've got a whole load of those little kind of bits and pieces that they that they put into it. And um, I mean, much as I loved uh the medley that they did at the end of the uh Absolute Universe tour, you know, when Stranger in Your Soul starts up and you don't get the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the yeah. same as getting no, the that whole song. Thing, I, I, right? agree. I agree. Yeah. So agree. that night we got the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool, Jeff. All right. So, uh, Nick. What's okay. Your, so um, I'm going to go way back to 1974 for 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 my number five pick, um, which was uh, a live recording, now a legendary live recording at a legendary venue. Um, by a legendary composer and performer who John Anderson once described to me as the father of progressive rock. Um, and that man is Frank Zappa. And the album is Roxy and Elsewhere. Um, now, now, this is quite a significant live album for me for a couple of reasons. Um, the first time I went to America, you know, this kid living in the southern tip of Africa, um, but I went to America and I naturally went to LA on my first trip, discovered the great wide uh, universe of America and uh, made a kind of a pilgrim trek to, to LA and, and the Whiskey A Go Go and the Roxy, which are two legendary uh, uh, rock clubs in LA. And um, so not that I saw Frank Zappa ever or at the Roxy, but the Roxy became kind of a significant landmark for me. I saw a few, a few shows there, largely unknown bands. Um, but then, then when the album was, was released in 1974, it seemed to me to be just a just a brilliant sort of um, collation of everything that 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 Frank Zappa and his band were up until then. Um, there are some songs on it that were never released on studio albums at all. So that makes it a little unique for a, for a live album. And it's a really, really good listen to this day. So Roxy and Elsewhere by Frank Zappa. Nice. Cool. Some, uh, some good yeah. choices the first round. I got to go. Um, all right. So 
I, I selected mine. I, I tried to also distinguish between, well, you're right. It's cool if you were at the show, but I tried to not let that influence the, the reason why I picked an album for, you know, so I left some of those off um, because I think my opinion of it is a little skewed because I was there. Right. So I tried to just look at live albums I enjoy listening to for whatever reason. And so I'm just going to go with the most recent one, which I still like a lot. And uh, and it gets me really in all the right places, which is the flying colors. You can't see it live in London, the most recent one. And actually, while the band is awesome and they're always great, the person who steals the show and that whole thing and makes it why I like it is Casey. And I think that his vocals on uh, You Are Not Alone, Cosmic Symphony, uh, a bunch of those songs are just so powerful and emotional and hit you so hard. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, has a bunch of songs in there that while you're watching the Blu-ray even or listening to it, I always feel like I want to applaud in my living room to the stereo, you know, so... Uh, I particularly love that one a lot. And uh, I thought I, I thought you yeah. were going to say the person who particularly makes it is the security guard who tries to uh, <laughs> shoot. Yes, there is also get, that Casey out of the audience. And that you're talking about al al live albums of shows that you uh, attended. That is a live album of a show that I had a ticket for, but due to work clash, didn't get to attend. So oh wow, I'm glad that one exists as well. Yeah, do, do, yeah. do you think it's better than this one, Roy? Live at the Z7? Um, yeah, maybe a little, maybe a little bit. I mean, they're all really close. I, I actually like the first one because it has all those weird songs of their other bands in there, which is really yeah. cool. And yeah. and the first show uh, I saw maybe was their second show ever in New York uh, of that tour. So I have fond memories of that. But um, but yeah, again, there's just uh, you know what else is on here. Um, yeah, I mean, just some of these ballads and stuff that he, that he sings are just so insane, uh, that I just think it takes it to another, another level. So that's what I'm going with for my first round. So, uh, all right, we got Rush, Transatlantic, Frank Zappa and Flying Colors. Uh, all right, Vic, next one. So when I put together my list, um, and I realized what were the, the first things that I gravitated towards. It was kind of um, more of a. It surprised me. It was more of a of a of a personal historic uh, list. The second one, um, <clears throat> the second album that I'm choosing, um, it was was this band was touring, but it wasn't for this. It, it wasn't this album tour. It was they had recorded an album. They had recorded the subsequent album and had gone on tour for that subsequent album but performed operation mindcrime so queen's reich operation live crime that was it, it just missed the cut good uh, good pick it was so i had i had it originally when it was on vhs and then eventually got my hands on the actual live cd and just recently, I actually got the uh, a DVD from it because my VHS tape was just, you know, dying. And my VHS player is on its last leg. But, you know, Operation Mindcrime, 
to see it live, to see them pull it off. And it's just a great, you know, performance from beginning to end. And that was a tour. I did not get to see that tour. Um, and I was really upset because that, that was a great, great set list um, that they have put together for that. But, you know, because I really like Empire as well. But, you know, that, you that, that in the, at the Miami Arena. I did not see it at the Miami Arena. No, me and uh, me and Rob and all the guys went went to that one. Uh, what an impression that show left on a bunch of I don't know. We were 15 at the time or whatever, or whatever it was. I mean, it, it, <laughs> we were like like this yeah. when we left. It was so insane. And then a year later, I had I found out when that VHS was coming out. And I remember going the, the first day to, to buy it. And I remember there was like in high school, there was like some football game and every, all, everybody was going to that or whatever. And then there was a party after and it was like, come on, are you coming? I'm like, nope, I have plans. <laughs> and I went home and watched that v VHS by myself and it was in heaven. It was really like... At the time, no more important experience in my life, I think. Music. That was the first uh, concert video that I had actually rigged up my stereo up to my VHS to actually hear it through big speakers. And oh, it, was, it was a great, great experience. I remember watching it with my dad and my brother. It was, it was very cool. Yeah. Nice so. choice, man. You're really coming strong with your picks it's you know what it's it's you just you just look back here and it's like yeah that one that one yeah so no i like what you guys have picked i'm 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 hoping that because there's so much stuff out there that we won't double up on anything so we'll see all right i've i have a very long list but um i'm I, i've said to roy i'd be surprised if uh, any of my choices double up um so next up for me, one of the things I actually meant to, meant to ask, uh, and it's probably a, th a thing, a, th a general thing about live albums, but there are some live albums that I have on this list that I actually prefer these versions of the songs to the studio versions. Hmm. Um, and this is probably one of these albums. It's also what's probably uh, a certain type of live album I would consider Exit Stage Left to be one of these, which is kind of like a, what I would nearly call a bookend live album where a band, a live album comes out because it's kind of an end of a phase or an end of an era. Certainly in the case of this one, it was definitely the end of the era because it is the Thieving Magpie, like Gazaladra, which is the very last album the Marillion put out with um, with Fish as, as lead singer. And it's <clears throat> a summary really of all of the albums um, that came before, tracks recorded from 1984, <coughs> Excuse me. Tracks recorded from 1984 through to 1987 onto their last tour. Three tracks from the first album, three tracks from the second album, all of Miss Pace Childhood, and four tracks from Clutching at Straws. So you've pretty much got a Marillion anthology right there. And I think particularly the versions of the earlier albums, which probably um with different band members and different production didn't sound so good sound absolutely amazing uh on this live album a fantastic version of uh all of misplaced childhood played back to back and uh yeah all in all just a really really good live anthology of that era 
Awesome. Another good, uh, another good choice. Another band that uh, belongs on our list. So nice one. <coughs> um, Nick, are you up? Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to go to a, a young band that is very often overlooked by uh, music websites and and uh, I think I think we've been a little bit guilty of that ourselves. So I'm going to give them a big shout out now uh, today. Uh, having having just seen them on Cruise to the Edge, without a doubt, one of the best vocal harmony groups in the world. Um, and for me, instrumentally, also one of just one of one of the greatest uh, technical progressive rock groups in the world. And that is from Sweden, Moon Safari, who released a live album called Live in Mexico um, some years back. And I, I just, you know, the sonic quality of this album is, is astounding. It, it sounds as good as the band do live. So I highly recommend it uh, to, to anybody. I'm very glad to see that Moon Safari are, are back there in the studio again. They're about to release a new album again. And, um, you know, they're certainly impressed on Cruise to the Edge massively. And so I really think they deserve a mention here, a moon safari live in Mexico. Give it a listen. I'll say that I think the reason why they don't get a lot of coverage, uh, generally speaking, is simply that during these, this, these last five, six, seven years where you've had more websites and more and, and all the socials and the YouTube videos and all the stuff going on, it's, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. They haven't done anything. They haven't released anything. When is the last album from? Like, it's been yeah, a while. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good five years, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they just haven't been around to take advantage of, of a lot of that. But certainly, if they release something tomorrow, I think, I know we'd cover it, but on Cruise of the Edge, for sure. I mean, they're they're always one of the favorites. You know, that's why they keep getting us back. So, um, you know, good guys too, real nice guys. Um, all right, am I up already? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, the when we were doing this, there was no doubt I was going to pick something from this band. It was just a matter of which one of of their various live albums I was going to pick, um, and uh, because I think particularly. Their live albums are, in many ways, better than the studio records, and I think that they always present something awesome, and I just love them so much. Uh, so I'm going to go Big Big Train, and I'm picking the Merchants of Light one. And wow. um, Man, I, there's so many goosebump moments on this. I got to tell you, I was listening to it again, just flipping around. It's just like when they have the real horns on stage, and the beginning of folklore comes in. It's like, forget it. It just makes me crazy. And uh, I, Swan Hunter on here, I mean, is insane. David's vocals on that. And, of course, he's Coast Racer and Telling the Bees. And, and Closing with Wassail at the end is just awesome. Uh, all their live albums are great. I think just set list-wise, this one has a few more of my favorites on it. Um, but, I don't know, it's sort of picked whichever one you want but yeah i'm gonna go merchants of light and uh live man there's very few better bands and i just still have yet to see them and hopefully jeff you're gonna get to i hope um yeah the legal system uh uh, permitting yeah did i tell did i tell the guys i so i've i'm i'm on the list for don't put this in the show 
I'm on the list for jury service from the 12th of August to the um, 30th of September, which means that I have to phone a voicemail at 5 p.m. every day to find if I'm required the following day. But the 2nd of September, I'm, I have a ticket for the Aylesbury, the first proper BBT show on the tour. So I'm going next Friday and we'll put, I have a number of things that I really would ideally well, I have a week where I need to look after the kids because my wife's at school. Um, so I'm going to be putting a list of dates that I, I, I hopefully won't be available. Hopefully they'll be amenable to that. But, um, but you did see them live. Uh, well, I have seen them live. Yeah, yeah, I saw them on the. Was it this tour? Yeah. Was it the Was it the 2018 tour? Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And they, you were at the, the Merchants of Light shows. Was the one you were at? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. I I went to all three nights with Mark McCormick. Yeah. How good was that? Amazing, utterly amazing. Yeah, just one of the Sorry. things that really breaks my heart that I can't ever see them with him live. They're a uh, band that sonically. Jeff described the concert that he went to, and it and it struck me how he described it that it was just the most perfect sounding live experience. How you were just engulfed in in a perfect mix and perfect production of sound, and it was live. Um, you know that. That sounds very, very intriguing and appealing. Rob, Rob Aubrey, their their sound guy is kind. Of, I think he's kind of like the, the extra, you know, ad, virtually the additional band member. But you were talking about the horns, and I'm sure Nick will, will will feel this. It sounds great on the album when you hear it, blasting in a big venue. It's there like nothing. No, right. It's like nothing else you've ever heard before. Yeah. That, that, that feeling of air moving brilliant. out of those brass instruments. The, the, yeah. the, you've got to be there to understand how powerful it sounds. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's it's, it's what makes them special. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, okay, so we're back around to Vic, number three. Nick, you had me nervous when you're talking about Cruise to the Edge because I thought you were going to bring up these guys. Um, Maybe one. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, it's, this band plays Cruise to the Edge. They played uh, Progressive Nation, which is where initially I learned about them. And um, they put out a live album back in 2017, which really framed what they had done back then. They were on their 10th anniversary tour. Um, and uh, this is Haken, and their uh, live CD is it's live with a one instead of, you know, live one, one live, however you want to put it. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a great set list. And it really captures their live performance as well. They, um, when they put together a show, and I have seen them on the cruise, I've seen them a couple of times on small venues, on a little bit bigger venues, and they just, they, they sound pretty close to what you hear on, on their studio stuff, which is not easy to play. But they're all sharp. They're all right there where they need to be. And this album really captures those performances as well. When you when you hear the their live stuff the the drums sound very well produced the guitars are very well balanced the vocals are you know very well grooved into the mix so it's a great quality mix and it's got a it's got a great uh, set list and uh, you know it's it's com combining two shows from from Amsterdam and then you got uh, some songs from Prague Power but it's cool to hear their older stuff with the skill set that they have now it kind of modernizes their stuff a little bit but it's it's a lot of fun to listen to and they're one of my favorite bands and they're awesome live i have i've 
I don't tire in seeing them live. They have such a vast uh, amount of music that you can go to different concerts here, entirely different music. You, and, and Jeff, safe to say, you can go to a concert, not hear Cockroach King and still hear some amazing music. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's, so Haken gets my, my third spot. That That's my go-to Haken album. I, 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 I really, I really, I really like it. I really like that live album. It's got all the stuff that I like best on it. Cool. Great one. Awesome. All right, Jeff, you're next. Me, um, uh, fairly safe. I think it's fair to say that if we did Prog Report uh, live, top live albums and nobody mentioned this, um, probably we'd get letters in the mail. Um, so I'm going to go for it. 1973 Yes Songs. I have a lovely Japanese CD here that does the full fold-out triple live album. Um, mostly capturing the first tour that Alan White played with the band and really um I, I mean i think it's the birth of a different sort of sounding yes with a different drummer on it bill bruford's on a couple of the tracks um but obviously the tour promoting close to the edge and it's got that whole album on it it's got most of fragile it's got a good part of the yes album um but it's it's very very energetic and we talk about sort of the connection between maybe something like Hagen and classic era prog. You listen to some of Steve Howe's guitar playing and while stylistically it's not anything like the Hagen guys, but in terms of speed, in terms of clarity, in terms of what he is doing in this album, it's an absolute showcase for him. Um, Rick Wakeman on keyboards, probably with a bit more sort of primitive keyboard technology. So it doesn't quite, you know, you can't quite get a church organ sound, couldn't quite get a church organ sound on stage in 1973 um but i mean it's just a quintessential uh again we're not, it is it we, is. we can it's get through a list the... program without that word so it's a quintessential it, well it's, i think it's one of the four or five that um that we that we had to do uh so good good choice on Enough that one said. all right nick okay so um you know jeff jeff has raised one of the the bigger 70s prog bands and i have no doubt roy that you're not going to let me down and you're going to, you're going to raise one of the others so uh, i guess that um i will go with how, how can we have a top live albums uh list without pink floyd's pulse right on in it um so it's just an amazing package in every respect this is one of the great bands that that i never saw live uh to my great regret and um i guess this has to be second prize to everybody who never had the privilege of of, of seeing floyd live it, it's just an amazing package look you have the one with all the, these the fabulous photographs yeah you got the light you got the light my, yeah. my I light went the, out <laughs> i changed the battery i took the packaging apart <laughs> and i put a new battery in it still flashes <laughs> There you go. Good man. Good man. I mean, there's just, videos of how to do it on YouTube. Just look at this amazing <laughs> booklet here. You know, I, I hadn't taken this out in a number of years, but what a package for its time and what sonic quality. And of course, the band itself and the whole of Dark Side of the Moon being played. Yeah. You can't have a, a best of live albums list without this one. No, that's a great one. I was also hoping somebody were, was going to pick it. Um, so. So very cool. I think that's the one. I mean, that's really 
as far as a collection of songs by one band, that's pretty a it's a pretty flawless collection on on one live live album. I don't know if you guys saw. I mean, it's not an official live album, but uh, Mike Portnoy made a post the other day about the the Pink yeah, Floyd the nineteen seventy four set list, and that the live on the immersion two CD version of versions of uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wish You Were Here. You have the live versions from from that time, which are which are very very powerful, with a much much smaller band than than obviously they had in in a. Uh, in 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 the days of uh the the, the latter period but yeah for a fun, fun phenomenal live band in every incarnation in my opinion yeah. yeah very cool all right good choice uh all right so for my third one actually for the first time i brought out all the cds because i was looking to see which ones <laughs> i'm gonna pick so i ended up just keeping them here um uh, so I was going to go with a different route from this artist because I went immediately to, all right, who are the artists that I typically would buy a live album from? And then I started from there. And then I realized that I actually like this, uh, his original band, live stuff better. Uh, Porcupine Tree arriving somewhere from uh, 2006. Um, the Dead Wing Tour. Uh, it's great. I mean, it has all all the great songs arriving somewhere. Sound of Music, even less trains. Uh, Buying New Soul, one of my odd favorites. So called Friend with B side. There's a bunch of the of uh, really cool songs in there. The sound quality is great. Um, I was listening, re-listening to a little bit of this, and they just. I always go back to it. It's like I love all his stuff, and I love the solo records and everything. But there's something about the first few that, that, or I should say that middle era of, of all the great porcupine tree albums where they were just peak awesomeness, you know, around that time of dead wing, I, I just always go back to like, that was the best band around, around that time. Just, just hitting on all cylinders live Gavin on drums. The songs were just great. Um, and uh, as, as good as everything has been since it just doesn't, you go back to listening to this, and it just reminds you how awesome of a band they were in the early two thousands. Um, so that's the one I'm going. I almost went, I almost went with the Home Invasion uh, mm-hmm. solo live show, which is amazing. But I think more when you watch the Blu-ray. Certainly, if you were there, that's a whole other thing. But the live Blu-ray, because the visual of that show and how it's presented is is amazing. It's just unbelievable. But when you just look at the set list on the back of the CD, you're like, well, I don't like that song, and I don't like that song, and I don't really like that song. So it's sort of, I, I ended up not picking it based on set list a little bit. But um, yeah, so anyway, that's I mean, one. A slightly interesting sidebar, but I suppose, um, you know, the, there seems now that basically every tour has a live album. You know, has yes, a live it's album, right? live, album, uh, live, I mean, album. Yeah. Every, every, every band, pretty much every album. Whereas I suppose a lot of these earlier, you know, take Yes songs. You know, there's like kind of three absolutely rock solid classic albums. And um, if that was today, there'd be a live album from from from, from every tour. And yet, I mean, I know you and I have talked about this, Roy. That in in Seals terms, probably live albums don't do, you know, don't do don't really seem to do the same amount of business as as a studio album does. No. Um, and and so presumably the reason they exist is because 
people like to have them and because uh, if they don't and, exist uh, and also and also jeff um in, interestingly enough live albums are a lot cheaper to produce of course than studio yeah. albums yeah um so the advances that are paid to the bands are very often non-existent or or, or very small and that being the case, they're very profitable for for record labels. So so live albums are 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 a good release, and they they're going to carry on being released. I think. Yeah, and albums. and they become a thing where, especially now, it's like that completist thing. You know, yeah, you're th these legacy bands that are so far down the line, right? They're at least releasing another album. It's album number fourteen, and there's another live album. At this point, you're just like, all right, I'll buy that too. Sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they released a live album before this one that was, it was just Coma Divine, right? Was there, were um, some bootleg ones that I, I know existed, but. There was an early one as well, whose name like Circus something, well, after the second or third album. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're, that's, you're right. Uh, okay. Uh, Vic. So this album, it came to the forefront of my mind um, because I have been sort of immersing myself in this band. So shout out to Jeff Wagner and Destination Onward for his work in uh, documenting the Fate's Warning uh, story. Um, their live album, uh, Still Life, hmm. um, is... I love this album because uh, I am a fan of Pleasant Shade of Grey and they play all 12 sections uh, of the song in its entirety from time, from start to finish, um, which, uh, by the way, on an aside, um, the podcast with uh, Mark Zonder was really cool to hear him explain, you know, how much he loves that album and just how, how proud he was and the fact that they were able to perform it from beginning to end. Yeah. Uh, and just how challenging that was, but how rewarding it was. So it was neat to have uh, to have that uh, recorded live. Their uh, Fate's Warning, um, their live recordings. There's just something that's a little bit more uh, raw and a little bit heavier uh, in their sound. Um, it's almost the, the 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 distortion on the guitars um, in the studio sound a little bit uh, sterile live just has a lot more you know bite uh so i really enjoy uh just the 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 sound quality of of the uh, of the live album and then you know the the rest of the songs that they play um you know they play the ivory gate of dreams when you listen to no exit the studio quality of that is not that great but to hear it live and you know, to improve the sound that much and to hear that song in its entirety, you know, really shows itself very well. And then you've got, you know, the 11th hour point of view monument, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a terrific set of, of, of songs that just represent them really well on, you know, and it sounds great. And, uh, and so they, they earned a spot on, on my list, um, you know, which, Again, I, I probably am a little bit biased right now because I've been so fate-centered with all the cool stuff that's been coming out. So, still life. Yeah, awesome. Ooh. Great. Uh, cool, cool. We have fate's warning on there. All right, Jeff, your next one. Okay, I'm down to my last two. Um, 
I wish I you had did yours in an order, though. I'm what, because like, <laughs> no, I couldn't really do that. Um, <laughs> I'd be um, curious how it would work out. Yeah, well, no, I haven't done them in, in order, and I think probably the last two choices might surprise you. But again, these are both albums that I live albums that I listen to a lot, which is why they're near the top. And I probably live albums that I probably listen to in preference to the equivalent studio versions. So I think that's. That's why they're deserving of being here. I think these two might surprise you. I was a little bit worried at the very, very start because this choice is Rush, A Show of Hands. Wow. And this was probably one of the first Rush albums that I actually bought. Um, and I think the, ver I mean, it's, it. so um, Exit Stage Left covers up to sort of the Signals era, I think. Um, and, and this then kind of covers uh hold your fire power windows grace under pressure i think there's one track from signals on it um yeah um yeah well anyway there's one track from signals on it. i can't remember which one it is but i love the energy of the performances <clears throat> of stuff like big money subdivisions the version of mission on there is amazing the version of marathon on there is incredible distant early warning Force 10, Time Stand Still, you know, I just think there's a there's a real energy, whereas, um, you know, the studio versions of those tracks, uh, they're they're great and they're definitive. But I think kind of the, the 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 keyboard sound and the drum sound, particularly um, and the whole interplay of the band is just it's just something else in this album. And it's pretty much a sort of greatest hits of or best of, of of that whole era which is probably my favorite rush era and again a sort of another bookmark type album because right. what they what, what they went on to do after that was less keyboard heavy um and, and sort of more back to and then there was know, another live day. album a few albums later with uh yep. different different <laughs> stages is that, the, that what it's called yeah, different Yeah, so so that's de definitely that's one of my when I fancy listening to Rush, that's that's one of the ones that I pretty much grab straight away. Cool, nice one. All right, Nick. Okay, having gone uh, a little obvious in the last one, I'm I'm gonna go a little less obvious this time around, um, and this is a kind of a two in one hybrid, if you like, because it's two bands uh, delivering one live album, and they call themselves Tangicanic. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Which is, of course, one of my favorite bands, Car Mechanic, and another one of my favorite bands, The Tangent, um, who went on the road together. The, the album is called Hotel Can't Afford It. <laughs> um, which kind of says <laughs> says it all, um, you know. Typical uh, uh, Jonas Reingold and um, and Andy Andy's sense of humor, I suppose. Um, sonically, it's a great it's a great recording. Uh, the audience noise does get a little bit in the way sometimes, um, so that's just a just a, a, a minor little criticism of it. But I find myself going back to this album again and again and again and again because it's just so listenable. And um, the track selection is is excellent. The performances are great. They had a new drummer in Steve Roberts uh, on this tour. Um, and it, the result was just exceptional. Only a limited edition release, I think. So I'm, I'm sorry if this frustrates uh, anyone out there who can't get hold of it. But if you can get your hands on it, give it a listen. It's a really, really good live recording. Nice pick. I, I like it. A little bit out of the box, but very cool choice. I got it. Yeah, good bands. I love the... Um... 
the, the song titled uh a message to your heart is that what it's called or mm. uh, i message love the from version. the heart message yeah. from the heart i love the version of that on that album i think it's just outstanding yeah nice yeah. go on edmund all right so uh awesome. for my number two choice i think i may run the risk of uh picking something that before someone else picks it as their first choice i have I, I, it might happen but i think this is a close call for my top two choices but as far as collection of songs and uh uh i i guess sort of bookending a period of a band you can't get better than live uh scenes from new york and the group of songs on here i mean it's just ridiculous you know, scenes from memory, obviously. Uh, then you got the second disc, which has Metropolis, Mirror, uh, a bunch of stuff from uh, Falling Into Infinity. They do Acid Rain. Um, it's ridiculous. And then that could be enough. And then you get a third disc of, you know, Erotomania and, and Voices, Silent Man. And then you still have Learning to Live. And then when that's all done, you still have Change of Seasons. It's ridiculous. I mean... And this is the original uh, version with the, uh, you know, Empire State, uh, sorry, World Trade Towers. Um, and uh, we won't go into that whole thing, but uh, this is argue arguably number one. I don't know that you can beat this. I went with a different one for my number one, but this is about as good as it gets as uh, live albums goes. So, Vic, may I present your choice? <laughs> i just knew it i just knew it i mean you 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 brought it up really well um i i'll i'll add another one to my list because this this was i'll say like 5b perhaps it was uh but yeah it, it's that one would have been number one but it gives me an opportunity to talk about uh another band that I love another band that I've been following since, you know, I, I the earliest I can remember listening to music out of my uncle's speakers. And the band is Kansas. And this is the live album back in 1978, two for the show. Um, you know, it's it opens up with Song for America and it just doesn't stop. And for yeah. a live album, the quality is terrific. To hear Steve Walsh just wail like he can wail and just his voice is absolutely amazing. And these guys are just locked in. They it just the set list is absolutely incredible. It's it's a great collection. So back back then when a live album came out and it had a collection of because it was not like it is now where you had album live album live. Back then when a live recording came out, it was a great thing to have. Because it was your, it was kind of like you were making your own mixtape, but it was a, a, a greatest hits collection. And you know, for early Kansas, if anybody wants to get into Kansas, trying to figure out their early stuff and everything else, the list of songs that are on here is just the best of the best from from that era. And you know, that's that's why I I love that album. Uh, you know, they play the magnum opus. You know, they play Journey from uh, Maria Braun. Um, they play portrait, they play the wall. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a great collection of songs and excellent quality. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Interestingly to enough, to. though, if I remember, I don't have the set list in front of me, but like carry on wayward son is not at the end. No, nope. right. It's like see. somewhere in the middle. 
Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, okay, so the set list, Carry On Wayward Son was the sixth song. So Song for America, Point of No Return, Paradox, Icarus, Portrait He Knew, Carry On Wayward Son, uh, then Journey from Maria Braun, um, Dust in the Wind, Lonely Wind, Mysteries and Mayhem, uh, The Wall, The Magnum Opus, uh, Child of Innocence, Belex's Cheyenne Anthem, Lonely Street, Miracles Out of Nowhere, The Spider, Closet Chronicles Down the Road, Sparks of the Tempest, and Bringing It Back. This is a weird that's set the, list. That's the extended CD version, isn't it? That came original, that, That's recent, isn't that? The, 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 original, the original one um, had much fewer songs than yeah. that, I think. Yeah, de yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let me, Nick, you want to go ahead on and jump in on yours in case? Uh, yeah, man, I'm so sorry about this. Uh, the, the lights have gone out here. Yeah? Um, now, we got to go with another big 70s act here um, for my last one. Uh, Roy, I'm kind of counting on you. I'm still counting on you to, to bring up the other one. Okay. Okay, but um, of course, I think we have to mention one of the greatest live acts in Prague ever, which is Emerson Lake and Palmer. Now, I could have gone with Welcome Back, My Friends, or I guess, to be a little bit off the wall, we could go, go with Pictures and Exhibition. I don't know if you can see that. Hope you can. It is it technically a live, a live album. It's upside down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't see a thing. Um, okay, so Emerson Lake and Palmer pictures, yep. pictures of an exhibition. I mean, it, it is a live album, um, but they never released any studio versions of 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 the material, so that makes it kind of unique. Uh, wonderful album, kind of one of the soundtracks of my youth, really. Cool. Um, yep. All right. So we skipped you, Jeff. Sorry. I just want to make sure we had Nick give one just in case, but uh, you're number one. Well, it's good. We put a little bit of a gap between it because I too have a dream theater album, but yeah. not live scenes. I have live, live at the at marquee. marquee. Okay. Yeah. My right. first ever dream theater album, um, which I bought because I'd heard a little bit of them. This was kind of a, a sort of more of an EP, EP priced album and so back in the days when when i was a student it was a it was a bit of a lower risk um purchase uh but i love i i love the versions of the songs in this like they're really good i say it was the first i've heard of them you put it on and the first thing you hear is a live version of metropolis which is just so powerful amazing um again not knowing the history of the band of a fortune and lies is track two you know didn't know it was from another album just sounded like a great song to me um i certainly think that that version's way better than uh the original album sorry cal graves um <laughs> next up bombay vindaloo which is an instrumental that's only in this album um i think foreshadowing the sound of and the improvisation of LTE and stuff like that. Um, you know, very atmospheric, surrounded, a brilliant version of it, brilliant vocal in it. Um, and then Killing Hand with again another sort of improvisation, another hand before it, and then a killer version of Pull Me Under that's just mind blowing. Again, as a listen from start to finish as a live album, it's not the full show for sure. But I think it's an absolutely, you know, certainly I think these are my favorite versions of certainly surrounded and pull me under a metropolis. So the ones that are on 
are in this album. The and other... wouldn't it be fair to say, Jeff, that 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 James Labrie proved a point with that album because he delivered live and silenced all the critics as far as I'm concerned. Particularly those songs sure. that you, you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But the, yeah. the other live album from them that was on my short list that I like a lot is uh, the Budokan one. Mm. Which I think has, is great. Very heavy. Great set list. Great set list. Instrumentally. Uh, on there. Yeah. I've got the VHS of that. It must be a collector's item. Very cool. <laughs> so they have they have a few really good, really good live releases. And, and once in a once in a lifetime, I think is a brilliant album. That's a great one too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um all right, so we're down to my last one then. All right, so uh no brainer for me. It's always gonna be the number one. And I think uh I think this is what Nick was referring to, but we're gonna go seconds out. Um, uh, you know. Could have guessed that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, to this day, it's just so good. And I've been listening to, um, well, because I just I saw Steve Hackett uh, on his Seconds Out tour, um, and even with that band performing those songs, you know, the minute they kick in the squonk as the opening song, it's just like it's so good, man. It's like amazing. Um, everything on here is flawless. It has all the great songs. You know, you go f f towards the end. I mean, you're going from Musical Box, the ending, to Supper's Ready, to Cinema Show, to Dance on a Volcano. It, it's just, it's insane. Um, the one thing I could never figure out, Jeff, you and I talked about this, was why it's called The Carpet Crawl on <laughs> Seconds Out. Um, I never, yeah. I can't find why that is. I'm sure somebody out there knows. Um, well, Wikipedia says both names are correct. Carpet crawlers or the carpet crawl, both are officially correct. correct according <laughs> I guess, to that. but I don't know why they decided to make that change here on this album. And uh, and I actually think um, you know some it's of it, like robbery. It's, it's sorry, sorry, go I was ahead. Gonna say it's 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 the carpet crawl when they leave out the intro. <laughs> like the uh, <laughs> robbery, assault, and battery. I think is. A, better version on here uh, in particular because I was never really fond of that song but live it really works great and um, yeah it's uh, it's just the standout uh, live album of, of all of them I think they just nailed it and of course it has uh, Bill Bruford on drums and uh, on a song as well so it's very cool stuff I think I think the thing about it a couple of things about it um, you mentioned Steve Hackett you know he, he has done a seconds out themed tour how many you know I can understand how Steve Hackett could play, you know, Foxtrot or, you know, Selling in the By the Pound. How many bands can do a kind of classic album tour playing their live album? Um, I think the second thing about it is that it, you know, I think it proved that, you know, Phil was basically capable of tackling the entire catalogue. And I know from some of the Genesis fan pages and forums, many people rate that as the definitive version of Supper's Ready, despite the fact that it doesn't feature peter gabriel <clears throat> um my my inroad to genesis was three sides live um i didn't put it on my list but um another great live album but that album was the first that was pretty i kind of started there and worked backwards so that was the first time that i had heard pretty much any of those um gabriel era songs was hearing them sung by by phil and then you hear the gabriel versions and some of them you go there 
particularly that musical box ending i was really disappointed when i, when I heard the foxtrot version of it because it's just not as good it's not as good as that i wonder that, if you hear the live, live version, version first because it's really powerful yeah, yeah. so yeah uh, so yeah no lo lo love that one and didn't put it on my list because i absolutely knew that was your number one <laughs> <laughs> pretty obvious i mean it's these are some great records you know like uh, between all of these they're just all so powerful and strong it's great great stuff the live album i think sometimes gets overlooked but when it's the the the, the era of the 70s especially when it was like the thing the live album was really important you know mm -hmm. um well you want to get into some uh honorable mentions nick you talked about wanting to bring in stuff like thin lizzie and and things like that but you know we limited uh, it to Prague because otherwise we're opening up a whole can of worms of of amazing live albums but i think I have a bunch that I like outside of Prague as well. So you want to go around and, and pick some of those that you like? Yeah, okay, so so, so non-Prague, I, I, I just think that Grand Funk Live, Grand Funk Railroad, um, their live album that, that I think it was 1975 or six, if I'm not mistaken, just brilliant, utterly brilliant. Um, and, and I, you know, I listen to that as much as any live uh, Prague album. Um, and also Thin Lizzy Live in Dangerous, I think is, is just an excellent album. But going back to Prague, um, I'd like to give a mention to It Bites Live in London, PF, PFM's A Celebration Live and Wishbone Ash's Live Dates. Um, Wishbone Ash kind of uh, Prog adjacent, I suppose. Um, but all great listens. And uh, as I said earlier, you know, record labels are going to keep releasing live albums as technology improves, the, the sonic quality improves, and they're still cheap to make and profitable for record labels. So we can look forward to a lot more. Yeah. And, and for anyone uh, playing the Prog Report top five podcast drinking game nick has just mentioned it bites and wishbone ash so you you need you need to take two shots at this point and i've mentioned three sides live so it's, you're going to be well on at this point yeah uh, my my longer list other other ones live and dangerous absolutely um uh there's lots of spocks and neil morse related albums i could have put in the ones i i sort of had on my longer list the Spock's Beard Gluttons for Punishment album, I think, is an absolutely brilliant one. Uh, Snow Live um, from Morsefest, uh, not just because it's Snow Live, but because a brilliant version of June and an incredible version of um, Falling Forever. Um, I also had Kansas Device Voice Drum as well. Um, I, oh. I, I love it. I love the 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 um, DVD of it, and I love hearing Steve Walsh singing... Um, Fight fire with fire and uh, play the game tonight, um, which he which he didn't sing in the originals. I had seconds out done. I had live scenes down. Uh, Made again by Marillion, the 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 album that has a full version of Brave. And um, Nick mentioned the um, the Floyd Pulse. Dave, David Gilmore live in Gdansk is another is another fantastic album um, and 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 DVD Blu-ray as well. Vic, you got a few. I was going to bring up, um, hold on. I was going to bring up the, uh, the, uh, live snow at Morris Fest cause I was not able to go. And I just remember framing that the first time I ever met Prog Nick was at progressive nation. And I remember him, uh, stepping up one day, uh, when we were having, uh, the, the morning worship with, with Neil 
and Nick gets up there, shares his testimony. And he said that, you know, the greatest thing for him was, would be to see, you know, snow live because it was never toured because obviously before the album was released, Neil had announced that he had left the band and it would not be performed with that lineup. So that was really special. Um, and then another thing, um, uh, and this was a, something that came out live, but it was one song. It was also in Morris Fest. But one of my greatest thrills in, in witnessing a live performance was sitting between Nick and Roy when in uh, 2018, uh, Neil decided to perform The Great Nothing. Oh, and, yeah. and I tell you what, that, that's, I'm glad that it was recorded and you know it was released as a, I guess, as an EP. And that song, that song itself made Morse Fest 2018 awesome for me. But to sit there and experience that next to these two guys that were sitting next to me, you know, in tears, just not believing what, what we were watching and how great it sounded and just what an amazing experience that was. That's one of those that will always rank high for me. Wanted to mention that. Yeah. Very nice. Very God nice. bless you. You're here. Um, You're here. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I have so many Neil Morse live albums between the solo records and the various different bands and NMB performing Similitude and The Great Adventure with the great medley encore, which is ridiculous, and Snow Alive, Morse Fest 2015. I might pull out of those as pretty pretty special because that was just a when random collection of a bunch of songs. That's right. Um, so, uh, and was, was that my first Morse Fest? I think it was. So, uh, you know, you could put those all in a, their own little bucket. We could do a top five Neil Morris live albums podcast, probably. Um, well, some, other ones, some other ones, uh, though, outside of that, uh, you know, talking about Genesis, the Steve Hackett <laughs> uh, live at the Royal Festival Hall with the orchestra. Yes. Um, particularly yeah. awesome. Um, really cool versions of Dancing with Moonlit Night with the orchestra and Afterglow. It, it, they're really special versions. If you haven't heard that and you like Genesis and you haven't checked, I mean, that is great. That, that's a must. Um, but if I'm going outside of Prague, um, uh, Kiss Alive 2, you know, that was important to me growing up, a big one. Yeah. Um, uh, certainly, I, I, this is off the wall for our group of people, but this was... I, I sat with this box set for days and days and days when it first came out as a kid. And it's this Bruce Springsteen, 75 to 85, uh, you know, five, lot, five LP collection, which was just obsessed with that, which was amazing. Um, Led Zeppelin, Celebration Day, just, just killer. Um, Queen, Live at Wembley, can't, can't go wrong with that. So there's a bunch that are... I was, I, I can't believe that I, I've got without mentioning that Queen Live Killers, which, which is the album that I, I, I look, look at as being how I got into this whole music thing as a nine or 10 year old. Um, I, I, I was one person I knew was selling it to another person and I, I was given it and asked to bring it to them and I, and I put it on and I would say that that's why there's a red special guitar sitting somewhere behind here and, and why I've got about <coughs> six, six copies of Queen's Greatest Hits, despite the fact that I've already got all the, tra all the tracks in the album already. Right, right. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, I was, I was, those are, those are, yeah, all of those are brilliant albums. Yeah. 
They were fun. And you're right. For a lot of those were greatest hits uh, albums at the time. There were different versions well, it, well, and stuff that you didn't get to see. Well, I, I mean, I, I think I maybe said this before, but, you know, but you think of a band like Genesis, you know, how many best of Genesis have there been in the last, you know, 20 years? You know, there's probably one comes out every five years. They do a compilation. But but in those bands, hey, they, they, they you know, greatest hits like Queen's greatest hits in 1981 was probably one of the first, apart from the Eagles one, maybe, but it was one of the ones that kind of made record companies realize, hey, look, we can actually, you know, sell lots of this. I mean, I think that probably, like, can you imagine if, you know, if 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 the concept had existed in the 1960s and they put out a Beatles album with all the singles on it? But I think probably the first the first ones that Nick well, might there weren't those the, the blue and red, the red ones weren't those like yeah, like. But, but like they were 74, I think they were like 73, 74, 75 when those came out. And that was really what put that on. I think a lot of the prog bands and rock bands that, you know, they were, you know, doing, they didn't really have hits, right? You know, they, in fact, putting out singles wasn't the thing they did. So they, so they didn't have greatest hits albums. Um, and so the live album was very much the thing that you went to if you wanted to get a, yeah. a, a, a broad sweep of their material. So yeah. yeah, no, right on. Totally. Yep. Well, I guess you'd have to add Deep Purple Made in Japan there. Um, right. Yep. Pretty much an, uh, a great example of that. Well, I sure, I'm sure we're going to get uh, a lot of people pointing out the, the Jethro Tull one, too. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Busting, busting out, out, right? Busting out. That's, uh, that's another good one from that era. So, yep, good stuff, guys. That was a lot of fun. We got to get back to doing more top fives, so... You know what, anybody watching this, if you have ideas for top fives that you want to see us cover that maybe we haven't done, you know, drop us a shout, let us know. And, uh, you know, try and get back to doing some more of these things. All right, gentlemen. Cool. Always fun. Thank you, everybody. See ya. Lights off from South Africa. (laughs) 